When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose, and now it's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. This week, I'm joined by Leif Calaf, Head of Investment Analysis for AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective, and I think we're going to start by um, looking at what's been happening to Sainsbury's recently, because we've got you know not just one company, Morrison's in the supermarket sector, um, uh, subjects of uh, takeover, but also possibly we think maybe even Sainsbury's is attracting interest. Now, this is a sector that has been pretty dull for quite a long time. Why, first of all, are people so interested in British supermarkets? Uh, yeah, you, you, I mean you're absolutely right. It is a fairly dull sector, and I think it will continue continue to be so. So you, you're you know what we've seen this week is big jump in Sainsbury shares. Fifteen percent they rose on mm. Monday, which is you know pretty um, um, big big jump, adding one billion pounds to the share price. That was on the back of rumours over the weekend, and they are still rumours that there might be some private equity bidders uh, lining up for Sainsbury's in the same way that they are for for Morrison. So, I mean, it's it's a good question why the interest. Um, in, uh, in 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 UK um, supermarkets. Um, now uh, there are probably two interpretations here, Simon. One one is a kind of generous interpretation. One is that you know, kind of bre- Brexit is done-ish. Yes. Um, the UK is undervalued. Aldi and Lidl have kind of run their course in terms of uh, a competition, and maybe a lot of the kind of infrastructure investment for online delivery is in the rearview mirror. So that's you know the generous put kind of positive take. A slightly more cynical interpretation, I'm not saying that I uh, agree with this, but it is one that we have to mention, is that uh, these these, uh, supermarkets are sitting on huge amounts of uh, land and buildings. Uh, Morrison's owns something like uh, 90% of its um, um, retail stores. Sainsbury's less at 60%. Uh, But, you know, if a private equity firm wanted to, they could take over these businesses. Um, They could sell those stores and rent them back. Mm. Um, so still use them, but rent them back. But that releases capital, which would then be rele- uh, released to shareholders, i.e. the private equity. Um, now, you know, we, we've seen that um, um, CDNR have said basically with um, their, their bid for Morrison's, they said we're not going to do that in any material way. Um, whether, whether that remains the case or, or, or not <laughs> yes. remains to be yes. seen. Yeah. Interesting interpretation of the phrase material way. Yeah, Indeed, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And I do remember not long ago that the mobile phone providers were telling us they definitely weren't going to introduce roaming charges after Brexit. And yeah. lo and behold, yeah. a few years later, what happens? Yeah. Um, th- there's another possible use of property as well, of course, because most, perhaps not all, but most of the supermarkets, of course, are built relatively low rise. And you can build on top of that without necessarily actually destroying the supermarket itself, which is a possibility, presumably. Possibility, yeah, yeah, and and also redevelopment. So it's, it is actually possible to, um, you know, kind of um, sell off the the stores and and re- redevelop. Yeah. That's probably yeah. particularly relevant to Sainsbury's, which has a lot of property 
um, you know, in, in kind of the, the south of the country where property values are simply higher. Yes. Um, and actually, there's quite a, a, a kind of a crunch in terms of, of residential properties. So, yeah, you can see that perhaps um, feeding into it as, as well. And particularly with kind of online delivery becoming kind of more and more um, um, important, the, the stores kind of lose their appeal to, to a large extent. Um, so, as you say, with the case of Sainsbury's, you know, we don't even know if there is going to be a bid. Um, how should private investors be looking at the the sector? I mean, maybe we should look even more widely at, at retail in general. I mean, we were talking not long after Marks and Spencer's came out with some numbers, and, and finally they look decent. I mean, there have been years and years of of Marks and Spencer's disappointing. It used to be, of course, the share that every private investor would hold uh, almost without fail. I think most private investors would be rather glad if they hadn't had Marks and Spencer's of late. Totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a horrible period for for Marks and Spencers. Uh, they have posted one good set of results. So probably um, say kind of hold your horses and wait yes. for a few more before kind of popping open open the champagne. Um, I think the tie up with Ocado at Marks has been very successful. They paid a, a very high price for 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 part of uh, Ocado's retail business, but. Um, it turned out to be a very prescient time for them to do that because what happened during the pandemic is everybody turned to online delivery mm. and particularly Cardo was one of the you know key key players in that market. So I mean I mean I, I kind of look at this and, I, and I'm not sure that, that the kind of private equity interest in um, in supermarkets really should necessarily mean a reassessment of, of, of that uh, of that sector. I mean, I've, I've been looking at some some kind of um, numbers in terms of the price earnings, the kind of valuations of mm. these companies. So Morrison's, CDNR, are kind of pr- they're, they're offering a 60% premium to where shares were before um, uh, before the, 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 the bid. And, and I'm not kind of a total believer in efficient markets, but I'm not sure they're quite that efficient that they're kind of 60% off. Yes. And if you look at the, the PE of Morrison's now, it's 20, on 20 times earnings. Now, as a comparison, Facebook, which is like a high growth company, is on 24, right? So we're talking about a company which is you know, analysts think are going to be uh, is going to be we're going to be growing in, uh, earnings by kind of three to four percent next couple of years. Another company is going to be growing them by 15 percent, and they're not that far away on valuation. So I'm just saying that perhaps perhaps this kind of more cynical interpretation is the one that should prevail. So, in other words, caution for the future for investors, but um, uh, for those people who already own Sainsbury's or Morrison's, of course, they're having a rather better time. Um, Perhaps it's a useful moment just for us to pause and we will change topic. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm talking to uh, Laith Calaf, who's investment director. Sorry, not investment director. I apologize. Head of investment analysis. That's my, that's at my colleague Russ. He'll be very angry. That's Russ. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, he's away. Time for a He's coup. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to look. We're going to look now at, uh, at PayPal. You, you particularly want to highlight, I think, something interesting that's been happening there. 
Uh, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, um, they're already here in the UK market, of course, but they're launching a new service over here, um, a cryptocurrency trading service, um, which in and of itself probably isn't, isn't that big news because there are already um, crypto trading services <laughs> over here, of course. Um, but it, it's probably quite um, sort of significant that PayPal are doing it because um, they're obviously, you know, they do, they're not, they're not primarily a, a um a, a a trading platform they're primarily a a payments provider who link consumers and businesses and um i, I suspect then with you know kind of in the not too distant future they will be moving to actually having a system whereby you can pay for stuff using paypal yes. in, in cryptocurrency over here they've got it in the us so they, they launched the trading the crypto trading platform in the us uh, last October, I think it was, and then earlier this year, they actually moved straight away, pretty much to to having this 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 kind of um, payment service where you can pay for stuff um, in in cryptocurrencies. It's not just trade; it actually buy stuff from merchants. Um, so I suspect that that's that's the way we're heading here. So fairly fairly kind of significant development, and it's interesting that they chose the UK as well, the first market that they've moved this service to after the US, and they've chosen the UK, which obviously thinks that we're we're kind of you know quite a a hub of activity when it comes to, to crypto. Um, right since I first became aware of cryptocurrencies, which then was really just Bitcoin, people have been saying, oh, it's exciting, going to be able to pay for things using crypto. But the problem is, I mean, even more exacerbated than it was then, is the price of cryptos just varies so much that you've got to be pretty brave to want to hold on to it for very long, unless you're actually taking a punt on the currency itself. And that's not really why most people want to buy or sell things. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So, um, you know, it is it is hugely volatile, that which makes it okay as kind of, I guess, a speculative trading asset. But but you're right. Once you start using it for real, it becomes more problematic. Now, if you're a consumer who's got a few bitcoins here and there, that might not be an issue for you. If you're a business, um, then holding bitcoin on your balance sheet is actually incredibly risky because that can fall quite easily by fifty percent in two months. And um, you're unlikely to be able to to, to, to use that to, to kind of pay your your rent in Bitcoin, pay yes. your, you know, kind of business rates in Bitcoin. Don't think that's happening yet or anytime soon. So you've got all these kind of bills paying your staff in, in dollars, euros, pounds. So you've got a huge amount of risk. So I, I think there's a, there's a question about how many businesses will accept crypto as um, payment. But then there's an additional question, which is actually how many of those will just transfer it straight away into 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 other currencies how many will actually hold on to it mm. and if they don't hold on to it then it is just at the end of the day a bit of a sales gimmick and what's happening is that you've got consumers at one end who are getting paid in dollars and pounds and euros converting it into crypto paying it to a merchant who's then converting that crypto back into dollars pounds and euros so actually all you're doing really is kind of adding a layer of complexity and fees to the mm. whole process um so yes the fees may well be very important of course indeed, from paypal's yeah. point of view yes yes yeah, yeah quite <laughs> it's fascinating well we remain to see what's what's going to happen central bankers of course are terribly keen to get in on the act themselves and i imagine if we did actually see countries as a whole issuing um cryptocurrencies they may be slightly more stable but we shall have to see in the meantime though it remains me to say thank you to Alaith Calaf, head of investment analysis at aj bell uh, and as you point out russ mold who is the investment director of aj bell i hope we'll be back uh, maybe not next week because i'm taking a break but the week after looking at the financial outlook for personal investors sharing ideas about money 
This is Share Radio.